Welcome to another episode of the Yes That Girl podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Winrow. This show is dedicated to sharing the journeys of women who are living amazing, purposeful lives and encouraging you to be motivated by their stories and do the same. In today's episode, we'll meet Jay Latrina, a domestic violence and lupus survivor of almost 30 years. She is the founder of Jay Latrina Presents, Great and Loving It, The Movement, a rapidly growing group of professionals that have chosen to celebrate and embrace the art of aging gracefully. Jay Latrina believes that you can do anything once your mind is healed. In addition, she is a public speaker and an author. Her first published book was entitled A Prophetic Poetic Psalmist Journey, Volume 1. She is also a contributing author in a book entitled Daughters of Triumph, and her chapter was on forgiveness. Jay Latrina is a single parent advocate and a spoken word artist, singer, and so much more. Join me now as we hear her amazing story of victory and triumph over domestic violence. Hello, Jay Latrina. How are you? I am doing well. Very well. Awesome. I'm so excited to welcome you to the show today, and I really appreciate your willingness to join me in promoting awareness about domestic violence this October. You know, I believe that by sharing and talking about your life journey, you're definitely going to inspire and encourage and even motivate someone to move forward in their own life today. So thank you so much for being here. You are welcome. I, I am excited. I, I, you know, I didn't really think anybody wanted to hear <laughs> what I've been through, but thank you for this. Thank you. Absolutely. There are ears that need to hear your message. So let's just go ahead and tell the people all about you now. What I know about you is that you are a woman of faith, a woman who's blessed with many gifts and talents. You have been a voiceover, a spoken word artist, singer and dare I call you a model your online photos are absolutely gorgeous in your movement you have going on about great and loving it that's all amazing tell us all about yourself and, and all these things you have going on you're a survivor of not only domestic violence but also lupus um, tell us a little bit about your journey oh boy um, I've had lupus for 29 years, but it was diagnosed two years after I already had it. And I just happened to have been at work one day and um, was eating food and the inside of my jaw split. The left side of my jaw just, it just split. I don't know why still to this day, why it split, but it did. And I was going through domestic violence at the time, but um, he had not hit me or anything. But um, from that point on, um, simultaneously dealing with domestic violence and lupus is not a good thing. It, it's, it's just for the whole 12 years that I was in that relationship, I suffered. And it was not until we totally separated, legally separated, that um, I began the road to recovery. And um, normally when I speak about lupus, I always leave out the domestic violence part. And um, that's a big factor because um, people do seek out those that have autoimmune diseases 
because they tend to think that they're weak and they can manipulate them. And, and that was what was going on at that time. So um, I got to a point where, um, for the 12 years off and on, I, I could not eat solid food. I was on insure. I had to drink that through a straw and stick it in the back of my throat and try not to gag. So um, if I ate solid food, the particles, if they were left in my mouth, the, the pain was just unbearable. But um, they gave me steroids, which is something that's not good for you. And then whenever I did eat solid food, I would have to numb my mouth with, uh, I believe it's called listus, uh, lidocaine, viscous, or vis viscous lidocaine. I can't remember which way it's um, said, but it had switched around my mouth for, um, and for a little bit. And then it only lasted like 15 minutes to numb my mouth so that I could eat because my entire mouth and outside was covered with sores. And they would give me the prednisone, which would um, cause my lips out of a part would become a scab and I'd have to peel the scab away and it'd be as though I had a new set of lips. So can you imagine going through that and also being abused on every level, mentally, yeah. financially, emotionally, physically? I mean, all of those leaves, as they say, um, thank God for being able to survive that. Absolutely. Now about the, the lupus. So what exactly is lupus? You say it's an autoimmune disease? Yes, it, um, it's a, a disease that attacks your body. Um, it just, it ate away from the inside out, literally from the inside out. It, it will cause damage to all of your internal organs. Like um, right now I have, I have to be careful with my kidneys. And um, just a few weeks ago, I was not getting enough sleep. And I've been going to a um, holistic um, practitioner. I've been going to her since 2009. And I had written about it on social media, not realizing she was paying attention. And she said, you need to flush your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands are sitting on top of your kidneys. And I was like, well, well, she studied. She knows all this stuff. I'm thinking, okay, well, whatever you say, I've been following what you've been telling me to do for, since 2009. I went in. They gave me a full body, body massage. And there was a flare-up that had started in the back of my throat, very slight. I don't have major flare-ups anymore, thank God. I haven't had those since 2004 when I, when that relationship was over. So um, have not been hospitalized since 2004 for lupus. But um, once I went in and they did the full body massage and all of that fluid and everything else that was attached to my body and um, I can't think of the, uh, I know the adrenal glands and um, lymph nodes, they pushed all of that out, I immediately started feeling better. Not to tell you, but I mm -hmm. I actually urinated at least 10 times during the night, but I went right back to sleep. Mm. And that affected, and, I mean, I had insomnia because of that. You'd be amazed at what the body does to itself, you know, when you don't get sleep and um, what's going on on the inside. But Yeah, um, it's, that's very important that you mentioned that because I, I believe that our, our bodies have healing capabilities and mm -hmm. You can either help it or hinder it uh, mm -hmm. with your lifestyle, what you eat and drink, and, and even the people that you surround yourself with. Now, it sounds like you've been doing a lot better with oh. this whole, with lupus. Um, would you say that you have had less flare-ups or, or issues because of oh, most this definitely. lifestyle? Yes. I um. In 2011, I became a pescatarian because um, I had blood work done to find out what my blood type was. And the, the um, practitioner, the holistic practitioner that I, I go to, she said, um, because my blood type was A, that I did not need to eat meat. 
and I had just been hospitalized to where um, I couldn't digest meat. And I didn't realize, oh, that's that, what she said to me was true. So I gave up meat in 2011. And when I said, like I said, I had a slight flare up in the back of my throat, but it went away immediately. I, I, I get colonics um, done through her V-stings, um, detox treatment within the asana and the massages. She does all of this. And I have been so much on track that I have other people that have lupus that ask me all the time, what do you do? And I do a smooth, I try to do a smoothie every morning with the radishes and everything. And when they started the COVID, um, you know, lupus patients or autoimmune disease patients, we are very susceptible to um, the least little thing. Like my, one of my daughters can get a cold, I'll get the flu just from her. So I'm like, you got to stay away from me, even though I'm doing everything to keep my body um, adjusted correctly. Mm-hmm. Early on in, in February, I got really sick. I had gone to um, Botanical Garden in February and I realized the next day I just started going downhill and I didn't know what was going on, but I called um, called the lady that I go to and she said, come in. And um, we did a colonic. And for the first time since 2009, I passed a parasite. Oh you can God. actually see it. Yeah, it was an oh my God moment. And we're trying to figure out why was I so sick? Because I went in, I, I did a three-day series. I did Tuesday, Wednesday, and th- Thursday. I actually documented it. Mm-hmm. And um, by the third day, I was a new person. And then by the end of March, everyone was coming out saying they had um, COVID and all this kind of stuff. And I called her. I said, hey. She said, yeah, you had it. Oh, so my, I, God. Oh my God. That was early in February. So mm-hmm. before it started attacking everyone else, like I said, people with autoimmune diseases, we pick up everything else first and quickly. So I have followed, um, I've added another part to my diet. Like I said, the smoothies every day with the um, raspberry, not raspberry, but radishes and, and pineapples, pineapple, um, bananas and, and um, sea moss and everything. So I'm, I'm doing very well right now. But if oh, I That think, sounds like a good smoothie. We're going to have to get that recipe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much every day. And it fills me up. So I don't eat that much. Okay. Well, wow. So as far as lupus goes, is this something that people are born with or you just acquire it at some point in your life? It is not anything people, it is is not hereditary. Not at all. I have two daughters. They have no health issues. Well, praise God for that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that going through the situation with domestic violence may have contributed to lupus also being a part of your life? Well, the onset happened when the relationship began. Mm. So, and, and like I said, it actually made it worse because of all the stress I was dealing with. So, yeah, I, I would say it did contribute to it a, a great deal. It didn't cause it, but it did cause problems for me. So with, with you going through lupus and domestic violence, how were you able to get yourself out of that situation and, and overcome so much? That was a very, very tumultuous time in my life. And without God and my pastor at that time, I would not have made, made it. And then I had other godly counsel. And um, I, I just wanted out. I didn't want, um, and as a matter of fact, there was another part where I ran to another person for, um, uh, what is it, comfort. And that backfired on me. And that caused a domestic violence situation as well. So I had two domestic violence situations going on at the same time. That person stalked me. So yeah, I I had double 
going on. And that's something that I don't, I don't think I've written about it in a, a book that I've had that I have out. But um, and then I also when I'm talking to women, I talk about it, you know, one on one or in a group setting. But the Lord had not led me to write about it and just put it all, all you know, everything together. As soon as he does, I, I'll do it. I don't I don't have a problem talking about it. But, yeah, that was a very, very ugly time for me. And thank God for deliverance you know, get me out of that. But um, yeah, that, all of that was a mess. Wow. So, um, well, you, um, well, it sounds like through your faith and, and just developing a plan for yourself, you've been able to turn things around. Now, did you also go through counseling? Uh, yes, I did. I, um, I did go to counseling and because, and then I would not have another relationship for 15 years after getting out of that. Hmm. So I, I did, um, I did counseling, and then there were times that I I couldn't afford to do my hair, my children's hair. We had to learn how to do our own hair, and then there was a salon that would do shampoo and sets for like $10, so we found that salon and learned how to do our own makeup because I didn't have much money. I left, I said, hey, you can have everything, and left and had to start over, and in that process, I went through therapy. I made sure I stayed in therapy. I had my daughters in therapy, we, you know, to make sure that we were um, clean from the inside out and as a, a matter of fact when I turned 50 I decided that I wanted to give single mom experience that I had I, although it took me 15 years to get to that place of peace I, I wanted them to experience it and I had a event called beauty from the inside out mm-hmm. and I invited 50 single moms to experience a psychotherapist um, words of um, edification some ministers were there hairstylists were there um uh, makeup artists were there and all of these services were free mm-hmm. they came into the back of the salon and they were sling from um i cannot remember her name constance arnold she's a um inter- international psychotherapist she came in she heard what i was doing for my birthday she said i want to offer my services for free and the women didn't know. They just thought they were coming mm-hmm. to get a makeover. They they got beauty from the inside out because I believe if you don't deal with what's on the inside of you, I don't care what the outer part looks like because for years, being with an elder in the church, I wore the big hats and the smiles and everything. And I faked yeah. the funk, as they called it. I was like, oh, yeah, everything's together. He was dogging me completely out, even going through the church doors. And I would smile for mm-hmm. the camera, whatever. But so I said, I'm not going to go through that. And I'm going to give them a little taste of what I experienced. But I want them to get this. I'm going to plant this seed so that they know that there is better and greater for them. And some of those women got delivered, you know, from being back there. I didn't realize they were going to, it was practice back there. They're wow. laying hands in it. That's amazing. They got, they got the full experience. Yeah, we have, I have pictures and videos and testimonies and everything. I, I just wanted them to experience what I experienced without having to wait for so long. But there were other people who said, oh my goodness, that's a big deal. I said, well, I just want to be able to help somebody, you know, because somebody helped me. Now, um, domestic violence, is, it's funny you said how you would walk even through the doors of your church and no one knew that you were going through this. I think that from what I've learned, victims can not be seen as victims. You know, I mean, we all, to some extent, I think, put on some facade in our day-to-day lives, right? Like we don't want the world to see what's truly going on 
behind closed doors. But you've you've shed a light on that. What would you say right now to someone who's going through this kind of turmoil? I mean, men and women, right, face domestic violence situations. Um, what would you say to someone that's going through this right now, even at this very moment? I would say find someone that you can confide in that uh, um, preferably a therapist, psychologist, a psychiatrist, please go, go to them. That's the, that's the first step. You've got to go and find out because what I had to do was find out why I accepted what I accepted and why I retaliated the way that I retaliated because I did not want to repeat that ever again in life. So that was, that's the first step and develop a relationship with God. I'm not talking about, oh, well, we go to church on Sunday or whatever. I, I talk to him from time to time. No, you have a conversation with him. Like I'm having this conversation with you right now. We talk. I listen. You listen. It's a conversation. Develop that relationship. Make sure he hears you and you mm-hmm. definitely hear him. So those those are the steps that I would definitely I think sometimes it's not you. easy for people to feel like they can develop such a relationship. Um, how do you, how do you even get started? Do you find a place of quiet? And, and I know for me, I like to connect with nature. I go for walks. Um, I like to start my morning early with meditation. What are some of the things that you do to find that connection? I do those as well, but and my daughter's going to tell you at times I have been here in the house. As a matter of fact, I was cooking one day and I was in the kitchen. And I just, because that relationship is already ongoing, once I heard his voice, I started singing and that Mm -hmm. invokes his presence. Worship, that invokes his presence. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be a quiet place, but if that's where you would like and that's where you are, then yes. But I'm at the point where I can be anywhere. Not that I'm going to be like, oh, I'm just Mm -hmm. crazy and so spooky. No, he deserves every Mm -hmm. bit of glory. (laughs) It's everything that I am is because of him. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to wave. And you may hear me speaking another <laughs> language, <laughs> but um, he, that, it, he's due. Absolutely. He's due all absolutely. Well, we're going to take a short break here. And when we come back, I would like to talk to you more about some of the other things that you've done to reach out to, to women and people who are going through struggle in their life. This piece is entitled, His, Mine, and Ours. I once knew a man that would bring me flowers. But you see, that was only after me, he would overpower. He came to me with a hidden agenda. And unknowingly, I surrendered. Thinking he was loving me, but he was only causing me pain deeply. And out of all of the arguments that we had, I knew all of this was making the Lord real sad. Because you see, his was of power and of greed. Well, mine became infidelity. And it really was a shame that we could not see that the devil was the real blame. Oh, and when I drove that special car, he would stare at me and start. I have $100,000 in the bank. I paid for the gas that goes in that tank. I am the one that has the degree. 
Look at you and look at me. Now tell me, what did you achieve? I had the house in my name. You're just another pretty face, and that's a shame. Well, I often stared at him and thought, my Bible reads that these things are ours. Well, I've learned my lesson down through the years while smiling for the camera and hiding all of those tears that God had a special calling just for me to share this with the generations and see their deliverance and how God has truly delivered me. Now, the next time I enter a relationship, when we disagree, it shall be considered a heated fellowship. For he and I shall always stop together and smell the flowers because all things we shall share, they'll not be his nor mine, but ours. October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Organizations like the Partnership Against Domestic Violence, or PADV, are working tirelessly to educate, inform, and raise awareness in an effort to end the crime of intimate partner violence and empower its survivors. According to the PADV, domestic abuse is a pattern of hurtful behavior used by one partner to systematically control and overpower the other. There are varying forms of intimate partner violence, and though the casual nature may be the same, the manifestation of it can look different in various relationships. Some of the most common forms of domestic violence are physical, emotional or psychological, economic, and sexual abuse. No one deserves to be abused, and victims are not responsible for their abuser's poor behavior. If you or someone you know is in danger or needs help, the PADV can assist in safety planning and more. Please visit padv.org for more information or call their hotline inside the state of Georgia at 404-873-1766. Outside the state of Georgia, call the National Domestic Violence Crisis Line at 1-800-621-HOPE or 1-800-621-4673. If you are in immediate danger or in need of emergency assistance, please dial 911. Thank you for supporting National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And then for the almost two years, I, it doesn't matter where I went, what my hairstyle was like, people, even if I walk out the door right now, I have twists in my hair they will stop me and say, I love your grace. I love your grace. So I said, Lord, what do I do with that? And he gave me gray and loving it. So I decided that I was going to launch on January, 2020, excuse me, gray and loving it. And I did. And as of today, we have over 3000 followers on our fan page. I call it admirers page. And we have a group <laughs> and the group I think has 244 members. And within that group, we network, we support one another. We even find each other's jobs. And um, and then we um, have a lot of actors and actresses in the groups and in the group rather. And we just do a lot of things as a family. We do free photo shoots so that we can get together and network. Matter of fact, one of the um, charter members 
he had an event this week where he DJed for a cigar event and everybody you know, doesn't do the same thing. So I'll try to make sure that I cater to everyone in the group, whatever they have going on, we, we go out and support it. But so that's how Grand Loving It came about. And once again, people were telling me, man, I would have never thought about that. Wow, that's such an excellent idea. We have Instagram, we have Facebook. I, I think we still have Twitter. I'm not sure if it's still up and running. We have other admins besides myself. But yeah, we, we are doing a lot of things. Uh, we actually now, um, we got some TV stuff in the works. So yeah, we, we're moving right along. And then there are a lot of people that email me daily about, thank you for doing this um, because I have gray hair and I've been dying it and I was afraid. And now that I see a um, family doing this, a group of people, and it's, it's open to all races. I mean, all races. So mm-hmm. they say, now that we see this, I want to join. I'm going to let my gray grow out. And then I have, I've had some people that went and stripped their hair and now they're completely gray since the group has started. So we're just getting started. We just started January 1st, 2020. Wow. Well, the photos online are are really, really nice. And I just applaud everyone who's a part of that effort, who's a part of that group. Now, do you have to be a certain age? Because some people are in their 20s and they have gray hair. No, no, no. Please join us. (laughs) Age, race, no. As long as you have gray hair, please, please join us. And another thing, we don't accept pictures from people that are not part of the group because I don't want to be responsible, um, legally responsible for having someone else's picture posted without their permission. So mm-hmm. we ask that you submit your own pictures and so we can track it back and say, hey, this, this person said this was this, that, that, that this was them. So that's why we posted it. So how do people get in touch with you again, if they want to know more about this or they it, want to like, learn about your writing and other things you do? Everything is at J. Latrina. You can find me on Facebook, just Jay Latrina, uh, Instagram, Jay Latrina. And then we also have Grand Loving It. If you see my name, you're going to see um, Jay Latrina presents Grand Loving It. So if, okay. if, you, if you Google my name, then anything should pop up on Instagram or Facebook that's attached. Okay. To and that's spelled the letter J, mm-hmm. L-A-T-R-I-N-A, yes. Jay Latrina. Yes. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, girl, yes. Yes. You are are an amazing woman of faith and a true inspiration. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Keep on being a blessing and don't be a stranger. You're welcome anytime to come back on the show. Visit me online at Yes That Girl and help us to continue to help women find their way to saying yes to an amazing life of purpose. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Yes That Girl podcast with Valerie Winrow. Please be sure to visit yesthatgirl.com for more information about domestic violence awareness as well as our special guest today, Ms. Jayla Trina. While you're there, why not become a subscriber? Subscribers get exclusive first access to the weekly blog and other content in the Yes That Girl platform. There are some special offerings over there, including sales going on for the month of October at the Yes That Girl Boutique. I can't wait to see you over there at yesthatgirl.com. Well, we have come to the end of another episode of the Yes That Girl podcast, and 
I just want to thank you so much for giving of your time to to listen to today's show. If you are experiencing domestic violence or you know someone who is, trust and believe that you are in my prayers and know that you are an overcomer. You know, becoming a victim is not a choice, but becoming a survivor is. In fact, this very show was brought forth out of my own struggle with hardship and and pain in my life. I had just come off the heels of a big book release, my first big book release. Um, actually, I've written a book before. It's called Dear Chris, Conversations with My Son. And that was just a, a small book that I did not think would take me further than overcoming the pain of losing my oldest son. But then I wanted to continue telling my story and I became a writer of memoir. And so I wrote my first memoir entitled, Who's That Girl? And that book was all about me overcoming so many instances of hurt and pain in my life. And I will say that I did experience, I have experienced some forms of abuse in my life, Um, certainly not to the extent of so many victims out there who have literally had to fight for their life. And quite frankly, right now, many of them are fighting for their very lives. However, I can say that I've witnessed enough and known enough people who have gone through this um, and just, just experiencing the hurt and devastation that can come from being with someone who is who is an abuser and the the struggle and and pain that they can that 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 situation can can put you through there are moments in my own life um where i felt like i lost myself and now i'm living this newness of life where i've discovered that there is so much to my living and I just want to share that with others and that is why I do the Yes That Girl show is why I write my blog and why I do everything that I can to just encourage and motivate you to live your amazing life of purpose and if you are going through a violent situation or an abusive relationship know that becoming a victim is not your fault it is not a choice but becoming a survivor is. And I just want to encourage you because sometimes it's the bad things that happen to us in our lives that can put us on a direct path to the very best things that will ever happen to us in our lives. We just have to be open to it, put God first, and see where the journey leads us. So know that you are in my prayers, and I just thank you so, so much for listening to today's show. I I hope and pray that you'll continue to listen and be motivated and encouraged to live an amazing life of purpose. And above all else, know that I love you so, so much. And there's nothing you can do about it except love me back. Until next time. Bye for now.